bald and balding people and welcome back to those bald chicks your favorite alopecia podcast i'm Paige, and i'm here with christian wow i we haven't recorded in a month can you tell i don't even know my co-host's name (laughs) oh gosh i'm here with Kristen and ash colton who is our eighth guest on the bald pack journals welcome ash we're so excited to have you you. yeah thank you for having me oh you got it Ash is a 34-year-old mom of two boys and has had hair loss for nine years. She was officially diagnosed with frontal fibrosing alopecia in August of 2020. For those that don't know what FFA is, frontal fibrosing alopecia is a patterned variant of lichen plana polaris and predominantly affects postmenopausal women. However, around 20% of cases occur in premenopausal women, and the condition sometimes occurs in men as well, around 1-2% to of cases. Usually, frontal fibrosing alopecia is slowly progressive, although sometimes it seems to be self-limiting in most cases after several years. As it is a scarring alopecia, hair does not regrow, and it can be sore or painful along the hairline, face, or scalp. So welcome, Ash, and thanks so much for being here. Thank you. (laughs) This is actually our second time recording. (laughs) So welcome back, if nobody knows that, but welcome back. Um, We had some technical issues, and we're like, oh no, we gotta re-record. So we're just excited to talk to you again. Was wonderful enough to agree to talk to us again. (laughs) Absolutely. We were like, can't skip out on this because you're so great. And also, we don't have an episode about FFA. So we were like, oh, we have to talk about this because it's important, you know? Yes, for sure. That's why I was like, oh, definitely record again because just the awareness needs to be, like, it just needs to be talked about, I guess. Absolutely. Because it's not very common. So Yeah, actually doing some research on that, I'm like, not only is it not common, but there's not many Instagram pages either. It, it took us a yeah. long time to figure out what it was and to find some people and see how many people had yeah. it. We were like, oh, wow, this really needs to be talked about more. Yeah, for sure. So just kind of take us through FFA and explain it and how you got diagnosed and your hair loss. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I started losing my hair or probably my eyebrows first when my son who he'll be 11 in a couple of weeks. He was three months old and I remember being in my car and I pulled the review mirror down and there was like this stray eyebrow hair and I thought, hmm, that's a bit weird. So I pulled it out and it came out like so easy. You know, normally eyebrows, you got to really tug them, but this came out so easy. And I was thinking like, oh, that's, that's a bit strange. So went to my doctor Pretty much he had no idea why I was losing my eyebrows. He just said, you know, you've just had a baby, so it's hormonal and all that sort of stuff. So he sent me to a dermatologist. The dermatologist also had no idea why I was just losing my eyebrows because I wasn't losing any hair on my head at all. So it was just, it's hormonal. You've just had a baby. It'll be fine. It'll grow back. So that went on for so many years. I went and spoke to so many different doctors, so many dermatologists. I went to a trichologist who specializes in hair loss and even she had no idea. Like they were baffled the fact that I wasn't losing hair on my head. It was just my eyebrows. So it was very difficult because, you know, I didn't have eyebrows and people were just like, (laughs) 
why do you not have eyebrows? And I'm like, I don't even know. They just fell out. Um, yeah, they look at you funny because I know I didn't have eyebrows yeah. for quite a few years and they would be like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, yeah, I don't have eyebrows. <laughs> and they're like, oh, uh, yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, I guess it's what you look at when you see someone. The first thing you see is their, their eyebrows. And if they don't have any, it's sort of like, well, why don't you have any? So I wore um, like a front fringe <laughs> for years. I mean, like five years because I couldn't draw them on. Yeah. At that stage, the eyebrow tattooing wasn't really like no one had heard of it, couldn't do that. So yeah, for five years, I wore a fringe <laughs> and I just <laughs> remember feeling so bangs for a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I That's a good like, way to hide it, was... it though, if you do, because it's like, oh, the problem's all well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my hair was super thick then, so I could, but it was just really like, I felt like I couldn't really go swimming or I didn't ever want to stay at anyone's house because I didn't have eyebrows and I couldn't give that explanation as to why I didn't have them. So years and years passed and 2020 in August, that's when I got diagnosed with FFA. It was just a random doctor. My mum actually got diagnosed at the same time as me. And the only reason why I thought I had FFA, I was in this hair loss group on Facebook and a lady had posted a picture of her scalp and it looked so much like my scalp. It was really red and inflamed. And everyone on the comments was like, you have FFA, like you have frontal fibrosing alopecia. And I'm looking at the picture thinking, that looks like my scalp. Like, I didn't even know what, what FFA is. And I Googled it, which probably wasn't the best thing to do because the picture's were very scary yeah it was already scary thinking that I had this and then seeing pictures which I sort of wouldn't really advise anyone to do that because I mean FFA it affects people so differently like I follow women who don't have the same hair pattern as mine but we still both have FFA so yeah it was very confronting but yeah when I spoke to this doctor we just did like a video chat and immediately he was like you have FFA like he literally didn't even have to ask me about my symptoms or anything like that he was like you have FFA he works in the UK and he said it's so common over there but over here it's just it's so rare no one really knows about it and the good thing I think speaking to him was he was very honest with me and he said nothing is going to help this like you cannot do anything it's scarred so your hair will never grow back and I think that was good for me because if he had said to me take this medication it might grow back or it might stop the process I really would have held on to that hope. Yeah. So I think it's helped me a lot dealing with this by knowing that, okay, well, it is what it is. I can't do anything about it. And yeah, that's my that's <laughs> little right. FFA story. It's, it's kind of crazy you say that because I was just talking to Damon and mm. I was saying, I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, I don't think I'll ever have hair on the side of my head or in the back of my head because I've never really yeah. seen regrowth there. It's just spots yeah. and patches. I'm kind of to the yeah. point where I'm like, Hey, I think this is just my life. There's no part of me that I'm like, ooh, I'm going to look for things to try and stuff. I don't think I'm ever going to be there again, which is nice yeah. because it's yeah. kind of let it go and you're like, all right, let's move on from it. So that's interesting yeah. to say that too, because you kind of got that from a doctor. I had to like yes. learn that over years of time and being like, well, nothing's growing back, hides or the back. So that's actually kind of nice that he was like, hey, you know? Yeah, this, he was really good. Yeah. I mean, he's now left, so he lives in Western Australia. But yeah, I'm really grateful that I spoke to him because I'd seen so many doctors over the last, you know, 
nine years and I was just searching for answers and just gradually my hairline was going further and further back and I didn't have body hair. My skin was getting really bad because it also affects your skin as well. So it's sort of like my skin looks like I've had acne when I've never had acne. I've had really nice skin as a teenager and in my 20s. Yeah. You mean like the craters? Yeah, like all, no one else can see it, but all of my chin, um, they say it's sort of like an orange peel texture. So it's really lumpy and it can be a bit painful and red as well. And that is also associated with FFA. So there's so many different things that just come with the hair loss, which I mean, give us our break. We're already losing our hair. We don't have problems with our skin. And but with autoimmune diseases, they say it's more common to have two than one. So I know a lot of people that have hair loss, they deal with, you know, brittle nails or, or skin Mm -hmm. conditions, or they have circulation issues like I do. I'm pretty, I don't want to jinx myself. I'm pretty sure I might have some type of arthritis. My grandma has rheumatoid arthritis and I, my body the last couple of years has been just painful. I don't want to go get it checked out because I'm terrified of that diagnosis. <laughs> but it's funny because I always ask for massages because my body just aches. And Damon is like, yeah. oh my God, another one. I'm like, this isn't just because I love them. <laughs> like, yeah. Pain. So it's crazy that autoimmune diseases, there's so many that link to each other. So I want yeah, to show yeah, so in issues and, and, you know, I know a lot of people have psoriasis and eczema too that have hair loss. So it all just links yeah. together and it's crazy because, yeah, give well, us a I break. have this <laughs> lovely new hand eczema that comes out whenever I use hand sanitizer. So COVID has been- Which would be all the that. time now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so Literally. here I am using sanitizer and then it's lotion, like a special lotion that goes over oh. top because it's like they just break and burn and itch and it's like, oh, good. New, yep. fresh. Yeah. Isn't it just so fun <laughs> to have autoimmune conditions? <laughs> well, oh. I know when I, when I first ever went because I was losing hair and they took all my blood and they were all fine. So then, you know, years later, I was pregnant with my second son and it came back that I was celiac and they were like, oh, you have thyroid problems, your iron's low, you know, this is why you've lost your hair because of all this. And I was sort of thought, oh, well, that makes sense, you know, but yeah, no one sort of picked up on the the alopecia thing and I can totally relate to you Paige because I've just not jinxing you but I've just I know recently been diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and it's not fun right I feel like I'm an 80 year old in a 34 year old body like yeah I'm just yeah but yeah the aches and pains are not fun I know it's it's crazy because I'm like I'm 30 and I'm sitting here like well I I feel like I'm 80 (laughs) I'm losing my hair my body aches Like what is what we can't is win? This? We cannot win. <laughs> cannot win. It's crazy. No. I know you said with FFA, which is so interesting because you said you know it's talked about and well known in UK, but not in Australia or yeah. where you're based. So is that yeah. why you started to advocate and kind of spread awareness and start your Instagram? Well, I started the Instagram because as soon as I got that diagnosis, I was freaking out, especially because I looked at pictures on Google and they just scared the crap out of me so I went on Instagram and there was nothing I couldn't find anyone any page that had anything about FFA so that's why I started it I thought I don't want someone who is newly diagnosed 
to not have some support because I know now that I've seen so many other women that have FFA, it sounds crazy, but it's comforting to know that we're not alone, that it's not just happening to me. There's so many other women out there that that have it. So that's my biggest comfort. Yeah. Like, I mean, after I found this community of alopecians, it was like a whole new world. Like it, it, it totally changes everything when you know you're not alone. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It does. And I feel like because my mum was also, is also diagnosed with it as well. And we were diagnosed at the same time. I found it easier for me because I was on Instagram and I had that connection with other women that also have alopecia. So I hope she joins the Instagram community. That I don't know if she crazy. will. <laughs> were you diagnosed at the same, like, so she got diagnosed first. Oh, okay. Yeah. No. So she got diagnosed first because I had shown her the picture of the lady with the same scalp as us yeah. and I said I think this is happening to us and so she got in first because that was her um, doctor that she'd seen before and because it was COVID they were saying we're no longer taking new patients and my mum was like begging him saying please like my daughter has this as well I think like please can you just see her so yeah he thankfully saw me over the phone but um yeah, so if it wasn't for my mum seeing that doctor, we probably still would have no answers at all because... You're the first person that I have met and talked to that has had a relative with alopecia alongside them. That's so yeah. crazy. That, that's it was literally gotta... within like two weeks as well. So she got diagnosed and then two weeks later, I did as well. Wow. But that's I mean, wild. we sort of knew that that's what we had, but I guess yeah, I remember she... I remember my sister had to message me because my mom was too too upset to call me to tell me that that's that was her diagnosis. I feel yeah. I think she sort of feels like you know that I've got it from her, so that's why she feels bad about it. But I mean, it is what it is. What can you do? You can't do anything right. about it. And I mean, we get to where we sometimes that's great. I will say the thing that I feel like people that have FFA get the most is why do you wear wigs? Do you have hair? Like you have hair. What are you worried about? You know? And it's sort of like, oh, I know I have hair, right. but compared to what it was. Yeah. It's not it's the very, same. It's not the same at all. Can I ask, was your mom's like more progressed than yours due to the age uh, difference or not really? I would say yes, but not by a lot. That's interesting. Not by a lot. So mm-hmm. she really only had her hair loss after she went through menopause, which was only like Oh, four years from the ago beginning. yeah yeah and it sort of is like well mine started after the birth of my son right so I feel like it's hormonal imbalance or it's got something to do with your hormones just going Absolutely. crazy oh, um, <laughs> yeah I know that there's uh there also is hormonal alopecia hormonal. and there's people that get alopecia by you know going on birth control and there's yeah. so many types of alopecia that come from hormones that I'm pretty sure all of them probably do <laughs> there's so <laughs> many links with your hormones and alopecia it's crazy it'd be nice yeah. If you had like a doctor that could like, cause I have asthma and eczema and this weird hand eczema, you know, allergies, all these problems, alopecia on top of it. And it's like, could we not diagnose the whole body? Yes. That would be good. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people run into for the longest time, the couple of doctors that I was going to thought I had lupus. So yeah, it was weird. And then it was negative. So they couldn't really figure out what I was going through and what I had. And I feel like now it's pretty known <laughs> like alopecia yes. is pre- it should be at least yeah just because so many people have it so I feel mm-hmm. like hopefully people don't go through the whole oh well I don't know what you have we're gonna have to figure it out I hope it's more yeah like oh I know exactly what you have 
Like how many years yeah. ago was it before you got diagnosed? Oh, well, yeah. I only just got diagnosed in, in like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And my son is nearly 11. And we're so, still like, we're still in this day and age. Yeah. That, you know, like it was only two yeah. years ago because Sam, girl that was doing the book launch with me, she was just diagnosed with it a couple years ago too, if not just last year. And they yeah, couldn't okay. figure out what was her problem. And she had to fight the doctor on it. That's oh, crazy. Wow. See, that should not be happening. It makes you feel like, am I making a big deal over nothing? Like, I don't know. It's just because she's got hormonal issues too. And she started to gain weight and she can't get rid of her weight. And it all ties into this FFA and all this stuff that she's got going on. And she's like, doctor, hello, please help me. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I know my doctor said to me, if you had been diagnosed, you know, when you first noticed your hair loss, you could have had tablets to slow the progression down, which was hard to hear because I'd, I had, fought for so long to try and get answers and nobody nobody knew so when he said that I sort of thought oh I wish you didn't say that but to the gut yeah so I mean that would have been nice I still would have had FFA but at least it would have slowed down a little bit I feel like the last four years is probably where it's falling out the most or maybe because I'm more aware of it right you know whereas before I didn't know what I had Whereas now I know, so I'm constantly looking at my scalp checking and it. Yeah, exactly. checking it all the time. And I'm constantly like looking at everyone else's hairlines and yep. eyebrows. And- <laughs> oh, God, God. Burn. <laughs> I feel I feel like ever since I started losing my hair, I would stare at people's <laughs> Yeah. I probably looked yeah. creepy, honestly, just staring at people's eyebrows and hair because I'm like, I don't know if I'm like hopeful that my hair would look like that, or like, do you have alopecia? <laughs> <laughs> like just checking everybody out oh my god well, I'm always looking for a wig line like yeah. if somebody's laces I'm like that's a wig and Kyle's like Shh. and I'm yeah. like I, I I am wearing wigs can I not say that yeah yeah I also comment on hair more too like whoa that person's hair so do I right yeah like oh my so god I. <laughs> I used to work with a, a young girl and she had the most beautiful hair it was just, oh my God, so beautiful. And I remember she told me one day she was going to get it cut. Yeah. And I said, please, can you save it for me? And she said, yeah, I'll make you a wig. I was like, That's so incredible. Nice. Can I have your hair, please? <laughs> yeah. She used to like put it on like her ponytail on top of my head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, man. Well, I know awesome. you said when you went to Instagram, you didn't really find anything about it. So would you say that you're yeah. seeing more people on Instagram now and that that's like a good resource for people to Oh yeah, definitely. Find support and stuff? 100%. Yeah. yeah. Even if there's not people that are I find a lot of my followers have FFA but they don't want to post about it. They're not well as they say brave enough to share their story. So I hope one day they do because yeah. We, we want to hear it. We want to get that awareness out there, especially for the people who are undiagnosed, who are going through probably the same same symptoms and everything, and they just don't know what it is. So yeah, I get a lot of people saying like, you know, I'm watching from the sidelines. Um, thank you for everything that you're doing. You know, um, I mean, to me, I'm just posting because I love it. And two, because yeah, I want to help those people. I want to be the voice for the people that aren't brave enough to sort of speak. 
That is so awesome. I love that. <laughs> I know we have gotten a lot of messages too on those wild chicks where people are like, hey, I'm brand new to hair loss or hey, I've had hair loss for 40 years and yeah. I have never been able to post about it or talk about it. And it's so nice to see people on social media talking about it. And I feel like that kind of big social media boom for hair loss happened in the mm. last like two or three years in lockdown, in a pandemic, we couldn't go anywhere. And we're like, okay, I guess we'll talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where we all just kind of sat there and we're like, well, let's go public with our hair loss. <laughs> so yep. yeah, it's been pretty incredible to see so many people coming out of the woodwork. I feel like even in the last year and a half or a year and a couple months, we've had this podcast. I've seen people brand new to hair loss started an account. Literally, yeah. they got diagnosed so and good. they started an account. And I'm like, oh, I wish, I wish I could have done that. It's so great to see that because it, it just shows you that the awareness is there and it's reaching mm-hmm. more people. So the people feel more yeah. comfortable to come out sooner than hiding for years and years. Yeah, that's yeah. so true. Absolutely okay, so Ash. True. Oh we yeah, sorry, some... we have questions. We're just chatting. We got away. some <laughs> challenging questions now. What was the <laughs> hardest hurdle to jump when it came to your hair loss? I think just finally getting that diagnosis that I've been searching for for so long because it was a rough, it was a really rough time and being newly diagnosed, not really knowing what, what it was, what to expect is so scary. And I just wouldn't want anyone to go through that. Having to try and find a diagnosis for that long, it's just, it's not, not ideal. No, it's very frustrating. Yeah, Yeah. frustrating and daunting because it's just like, I just want to know. I forget who it was. I can't remember which guest it was, but they said, once I got a diagnosis, it was like, okay, cool. Let's move on then. I now know what I have. I now can move on from what is this to, okay, what can I do? Or what are the next steps? So that's kind of like a huge weight lifted off you. And I so agree with that. Yeah, definitely. What lesson took you the longest to learn? Anything. It doesn't have to be hair loss related. It can be (laughs) life related too. What lesson? Oh, you know what? I feel self-love for me and body positivity is a big thing for me right now. I've struggled with my weight for a very long time and I was sort of really ashamed of my weight which sounds crazy, but I feel like now in this day and age, there's so many women who are, you know, just for that body positivity and I'm just living for it. So I think loving myself, giving myself the love that I deserve, that's what's taken me a long time. I'm in that ship too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to crawl up into it. Me too. It's so hard to get. It's so hard. Yeah. To get out of the mindset of just putting yourself down. Like mm-hmm. yeah. glimpse in the mirror and the first thought is like, you're putting yourself down. It's so hard yes. to get out of that mindset. I've been working on that too lately because over the last yeah. two years, I've probably gained like 50, 60 pounds and um, lot, lots of weight, <laughs> <laughs> lots of weight because I've been at home. I've been working from home. I yeah. haven't really been anywhere. So kind of relearning to love my body because most of my body is, is working. Like, sure. I got aches and pains, but I can walk and run and and do all these things. So appreciating it because I have it is kind of the lesson that's been helping me push through being a bully to myself. So I agree with that. Yeah, That's exactly (laughs) what it is. We're bullies to ourselves because, and it's only been a little while that sort of come about because I'll tell you a quick story. Um, (laughs) We were holidaying in Queensland and my kids, my two boys were like, come in the water, you know, come on the water slides. And I was like, mm, 
no, it's okay. Like dad will go with you. Mm-hmm. And we were there for six days. On the second last day, my kids were like, please, mom, please come in with us. And I thought, I'm just going to go in. Like, yeah. you know, I don't know any of these people here. Who cares? I went down the water slides and it was just, it wasn't even how I felt. It was my kids. Like my kids' faces were just, oh my God, mom's (laughs) in the slide with us. And I just thought I've been cheating myself for so long. Like I've missed out on so many fun things because I'm too worried about what other people are thinking. And I realized no one's even looking at me. Mm-hmm. no one at all was even looking at me they were probably looking at me thinking oh my god look at that mum having the best time with her kids <laughs> yeah in the pool absolutely so that was a that was a switch that just I was like okay this needs to stop because I'm just it's crazy <laughs> yeah it it was for me too that's crazy because even for me like sitting outside in shorts for me last summer was hard because I'm like what if my neighbors come out and they see all my cellulite like literally that thought <laughs> is insane yeah. to me. I can't even go enjoy the weather outside of my own house. So I blame it all on society and, and how we yeah. come up with the perfect body and everything. It sucks because so many years are wasted of, Ooh, I'm just not going to, I'm just going to watch yeah. from the sidelines. And it sucks yeah. realizing that too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That, that's such a bummer. Hey, we're working on it. That's then. right. Exactly. That's the goal, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So the next question we have for you is what's your biggest fear and biggest motivator in life? My biggest fear would have to be height or actually birds. I can't, I, I can't with birds. I don't, any I don't birds? know what it is. Yeah. Any birds? Like, yeah, any birds, oh. any birds. <laughs> like, you know, the aviaries that you have to walk through to get the other. Yeah. I can't, like, I can't do that. You're just, nope. I will, <laughs> nope. I will literally walk the longest way around. <laughs> I just, I don't know what it is. I just cannot do it. And heights, heights is not my thing. Yeah, I feel like heights heights. has been a couple of people that have been on. They're like heights, nope, can't do it. And Kristen's like, I love them. Oh, Kristen's (laughs) jumping off of buildings and stuff. (laughs) Oh yeah, I think you were telling me last time about how you were in Vegas and jumped off. Yeah, I did. (laughs) My husband was down below filming because he's like, no way. No way. But I did You're just flying. a friend of mine. She's terrified of heights and she's like, I'll do it for your 30th birthday if you if oh, I wow. must. And I was like, you don't have to. She's like, I'm going to conquer this fear. Oh good. Awesome. That's so right? good. That's great. I don't know if I could. Uh, when I was younger, I didn't really care. Now that I'm a little bit older, I'm like, ooh, I don't know about wait, that. Wait, so we're not going skydiving yeah. together? <laughs> <laughs> don't pressure me. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Uh, sure, I'll go skydiving with you. Why not? I'm 30. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> anyway, back to our question. Uh, biggest motivator. Yeah, what would you say? Your oh, biggest motivator. Um, I'd probably just say my husband and my kids. They've been um, like such a good support, especially my husband. He's been such a, a good support system for me. And yeah, they just motivate me to be a better, better person. They also, yep. your kids got you in the pool, so. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They're pushing you out of your comfort zone, which is great. They are, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And then our favorite question of the night, what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone that is new to FFA or possibly Mm -hmm. regressing right now? I would probably say just don't don't be too hard on yourself. I know that it's really difficult at the moment. Come join us on Instagram. (laughs) There's so much support there. 
But yeah, don't be too hard on yourself. And we're not all the same. All the hair loss is, is different. So even though you have FFA or whatever, it's someone's hair loss will look totally different to yours. So just because theirs might not be as progressed as yours, it's okay. You'll get through it. Absolutely. I completely agree with that because I even see other people's alopecia or hair loss that I don't connect with because I don't have it. But things they say and go through and parts of their journey I connect with where I'm like, oh, like I needed yeah. to hear that right now. I need, that's yeah. why I follow so many different types of hair loss because I know that there's going to be parts of their hair loss journey that I haven't thought about or, you know, really pieced together. So I just, I love seeing everybody's take and everybody's journey. I don't remember her name, but I follow someone else with FFA too, where she just decided to shave parts of her hair. Oh, right Jamie? There. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. She's rocking it. Yeah, absolutely. She just decided to shave parts of her hair right here. And I just loved watching that video because yeah. it took me back to the time where I shaved my head for the first time. And it was, it was just, it's so cool to see. And it's so awesome for her to put that out for people. So I don't know. I, I, I so just, too. I love stuff like that. So it's just so yeah. nice that on our pages so very cool and then the last question is where can listeners connect with you online so you can search for my instagram it's the hair loss underscore mama on instagram awesome <laughs> perfect i'm gonna hand it over to kristen to close this out with some chick bits chick bits <laughs> so my chick bit because i can't remember the one we did for the last one <laughs> will be an elephant's heart actually weighs around 30 pounds. And for a comparison, a human heart only weighs a mere 10 ounces. That's Isn't insane. that crazy? Wow. <laughs> 30 pounds? Yeah, yeah. 30 pounds, just a heart. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, email us at thosebulbchicks at gmail.com or send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. All of the links to everything you need is in our direct me, which will be able to be found in the episode description. Until next time, bald pack out. Wait, before we go, thank oh, you. So, we go. Yeah, thank you so much for being here, Ash. As you could tell, we've done so many of these. We're all over the place. Uh, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but we just want to thank you for coming on because it's it's so awesome that you're willing to share your FFA journey. And, and it's so great. Not for just us once, to learn. But, yeah. twice. but twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You guys will hear this one. We are the only ones that heard the last yeah, one. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for being here. We we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much for having me. I've yeah. had a blast. Absolutely, us too. Okay, now you can say ball pack out. <laughs> okay. Until next time, guys. Ball pack out. <laughs> <laughs>